0: Okay, thank you so much. Okay, for fabulous introduction. Yeah, uh, I know in the worship, Cheryl had something. Uh, do you just want to share that scripture now? And, and just uh, just to share that. So if, if you grab the mic. There you go. Yeah. Ooh. It's my lovely wife, by the way. I'll do fabulous <laughs> <city>. <laughs> And not only is it... My lovely wife. It's her birthday today. Yay! <laughs> she hits the 40s today. I do. Yeah. Um,
1: so during the worship I um, felt God speaking but actually from a birthday card that I had <laughs> and I thought I wonder if there's anything in the Bible that actually supports this and luckily there was. Um, but then I thought I don't think it fits into the worship but I, I feel it fits into what Roger's going to say. And on this birthday card there was a picture of a dog and the dog was looking out the window and was very wide-eyed because there was obviously someone passing the window and the dog was like, oh, there's someone coming to the house. And he turns and looks at the man and the man sitting on the sofa, just calm just reading the newspaper, and then the dog barks madly. But what he's trying to say in doggy language is, stay calm, don't panic, because he is panicking. And I felt that God wanted to say to us, you know, what? whatever your circumstances, whatever's going on in your life, stay calm and don't panic. It's something we often say in England. It was something to do with the Queen, I think. And in Psalm 27, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And it finishes with the Bible's version of stay calm. Don't panic. And it says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Fabulous.
0: Fabulous, amen, amen. Well, it is so, so good to be with you. And uh, we really do genuinely consider this a home from home. And uh, and it's always good to see folks we have known since the very beginning of the church. But it's always fun to meet new people as well and to just see uh, the way things are growing, uh, God's blessing on you. I love it that you're a church of many nations and uh, of different ages, different spread. Love seeing the kids and, and it's just great seeing what God's doing amongst you. And again, what a time of worship this morning. You know, just really sense the presence of God. And uh, it, it's a privilege. God's doing a good thing here. And uh, it's something to really celebrate and to really believe that God's going to do more with you as well. I'm going to be sharing from Daniel chapter six, and uh, I'll be reading from the Bible in uh, just in a short while. But I just want to tell you a story first. And um, uh, but if you want to find Daniel six in your Bibles, that that, that that's good. Um, you'll find it's the story about Daniel in the lion's den. Okay, and uh, the, there's something about me that wants to kind of act it all out because it's such a visual story, and it's something... No, Chloe's going, no, please don't. But actually, it's a story. I guess it's one of the Bible's most famous stories. There's David and Goliath, uh, there's Noah and the Ark, and there's Daniel and the Lion's Den. They're stories with kind of a lot of people have known since kids, and uh, even those who, who aren't Christians would know Of this story back in the early 1980s I was a very young man then and I was part of the New Frontiers that's you know as a church we're part of that bigger family New Frontiers I was part of the New Frontiers first ever eldership training course you can go woo at that moment okay I was a guinea pig okay And uh, there were 14 of us, and uh, it it was a great bunch, and we're all part of it. And it was great to learn all sorts of stuff and to have that theological input, but there was the dreaded moment every month, and that was preaching practice. And we had this, your your name would come up eventually, you knew it was going to happen, that there'll come that time where you had to give a preach. And everyone else sat around you uh, listening, and and then they would give their judgment, their criticism on that. Anyway, my turn came. I kind of, you know, put it off for, you know, months after months, and eventually it was my turn. And I thought, oh, there's that panic. What do you preach? And I just preached on Daniel chapter 6, the lion's den. And I thought, I think that was okay. It's always a danger, isn't it, to think that, you know? Pride comes before a fall. So I thought it was okay. And I had this very neat sermon prepared with three Ds to it. Okay, I've completely forgotten what those three Ds are. You will not be getting them this morning. But it's a three D, three-point sermon on Daniel. I guess that was one of the Ds lion's den. Den, there's the second D. Okay. And yeah, and, and, and I, I did my best. Problem was there were two minor problems. The week before, I'd smashed my glasses. And I'd need my glasses for distance. So actually, I was there and I was kind of squinting like this. And then as well as that, I, there's always before you preach, there's always a little, there's always nerves. And so I did the pre-preach blowing my nose because it was a nervous thing, and I did. I won't attempt to do it now, but I made this great noise, I blew my nose, and I started a little nosebleed. So I was now squinting, and I was now sniffing, <laughs> like that, and I thought, this is not a good start. But I was, I, I was banking on two things. One sympathy from my friends I thought you know they're going to see me in my weakness and also secondly it's biblical God uses us in our weakness so I thought you know hey this is going to be okay so I went for it and I preached this sermon did my best and sat down at the end and you wait for that dreaded moment of feedback and it came a couple of my mates said good job Rog that's good, I like that. I like the D's even. And so I basically I got some very good thumbs up all the way around until Henry. Henry was in charge. Henry was a wonderful, godly man, wonderful preacher, and he was our mentor. And he kind of took a deep breath. He said, yep, some good points made, but you could have preached that in a synagogue, and they wouldn't have been offended. You didn't mention the name Jesus once. Boom. <laughs> okay. True story. It stuck with me. I, 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 it's it, it so vivid. And I think it, it's so important when we read these stories from the Old Testament, of how we read them. There can be a danger that we almost read them like uh, the great superheroes of faith. You know, that we, we just see them as examples to follow. Now, I think there is a truth to that. There's always an example in these stories, but that's not the biggest story. All these stories, they point us to one who is greater. And Daniel himself, and we're going to see it in the story, actually points us to one greater than Daniel. We're going to read about how Daniel had an exceptional spirit. You know, there was no corruption in him. We're going to read about him being in the lion's den and how a stone was actually rolled, uh, it was actually sealed that lion's den. We're going to read about how Daniel faced false accusation. And all those storylines, they point us to a bigger storyline of one who was perfect in every way. Of one who was falsely accused, of one who was actually thrown, as it were, to the lions of the Roman authorities, to the one who actually was put in a tomb, not a den, but that it was sealed, the, the, the stone was sealed. It points us to the one who is gloriously Victoria, victorious over the old enemy who is a lion prowling around, it points us to Jesus. The whole story, it lives and breathes of who Jesus is. It reveals Christ, our deliverer, our greater Daniel, our one we can truly follow. And it's vital in these days. I know I love the title for your series, Faithful Faithful in Exile, and I believe in these days when we are, we are living against the tide, we're living in a different culture, we're living in a, this is not home. We're away from home. We're living a different life. That in these days, one of our greatest needs is to have the right view of Jesus. To have the revelation of Christ. We don't just need how-to kind of stories. Yeah, examples help us. But there's something more. We need a revelation of Christ. That's why I felt the worship. It was so stunning this morning. It was so God-centered. That moment, we sing singing, holy, holy, holy. We need that revelation in these days. So, let's get to the story, shall we? Daniel chapter 6 and verse one to nine. Just gonna break up uh, the chapter into some readable chunks and comment on each one. And I'm boring Jobin's Bible, okay? I could not bring a Bible this size because of weight allowance on the plane. But you can always tell, can't you, the godliness of a person by the weight of their Bible. So I might be calling someone to come and help me hold the Bible. Eric, are you ready? You've done your workout and your training. Okay, but uh, so thank you, Jove, for this magnificent, well-used Bible. It's scuffed in all the right places. Jan- Daniel 6, verse 1. It pleased, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom. And over them three high officials, of whom Daniel was one, to whom the satraps could give account so that the king might suffer no loss then this daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for which uh, for sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom. But they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful. And no error or fault was found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and the injunction. And the injunction. It's a powerful description there of Daniel, isn't it? It says that he was distinguished above all the other high officials satraps, because an excellent spirit was in him. So I wanted to read from the uh, ESV. An excellent spirit was in him. What was seen by others, trustworthy, no corruption, faithful, what was seen on the outside came from what was within him. An excellent spirit within him. And it was seen in his daily walk. It was seen in his daily life. Now, Daniel now is an old guy. I reckon he's in his 80s. And we kind of read about Daniel at the beginning of the race. That's where the book of Daniel starts, serving God. But here we are seeing decades on still being faithful, still walking with his God, still serving him. It's so important we read stories like this, isn't it? Sadly, we live in days where, you know, there are many stories to be told of people who start well, but they don't finish well. And Yet even this week, we read about one of the great, really the great giants of our faith in our generation, Tim Keller has gone home to be with Jesus. And what you read there is of someone who's run his race well. Faithful to the end. And that's what God calls us to. He calls us to have faithfulness, to, to serve him faithfully. But remember, we interpret this in the light of the new covenant. It's not just that, you know, that... The that we do our best but actually what was said of Daniel an excellent spirit in him can now be said of us because we can know the Holy Spirit in us so that we can live differently so we can serve faithfully that actually we can be those who can make the right choices and remember this is Daniel at his place of work This is daily life, Daniel. And that's where God calls us to shine. You know, sometimes it can be easy, can't it? You know, we come to meetings and we, we all do it. We put our best face on. We can, even sometimes, we put our spiritual makeup on. But it's kind of, Where we are the rest of the week its how those people we live with, how those people we work with. It's where we spend the rest of our lives. That's where Daniel shone. It's that where Paul encourages us in the letter to Philippians to shine like stars in this corrupt generation. How are we faithful in exile? It's to do with our daily walk with God. But we can be faithful because of his spirit in us. And what that will do, it will provoke reaction. As we read on in the story, find that the king, Darius, and now we're on the third ruler. You know, we've had Nebuchadnezzar, we've had Belshazzar, we heard about his end last week. And now on to Darius, rulers have come, rulers have gone. There's been a big story that's unfolded, yet Daniel's been faithful. In these changing times we live in, that is affecting nations across the world, how does God call the church to live? Be faithful. Serve. Let's guard our hearts from corruption. Powerful moment this morning when Emily just read Psalm 51. Let's keep our hearts true to the Lord. Let's know his spirit in us. Let's know we follow the one who was totally faithful and his name is Jesus. Let's read on. He served, he faithfully served. Verse 10, just two verses. Verse 10, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and he prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. And then these men came by agreement. He was faithful in prayer. What we have here. Is as it were, we read about an open window towards Jerusalem, but what we have here is the window into Daniel's own life. Okay, we've read about what he was publicly, that people saw that he was a, a person who disting, distinguished himself through, through the way he served. But behind that, there was another story. And it's about his walk with God. It's about prayer. It's about faithfulness in that place of prayer. I believe this is a a challenge to all of us. But actually, again, it speaks to us of Jesus. That Jesus, our greater Daniel, he was faithful in prayer. He went to the lonely places. He knew what it was to live a life in public, but behind that was that life in private. He knew how to pray. So much so, the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray. And what we got here is a little window into Daniel's life, and we find, yep, he's praying. Even though told not to, prayer is so Indispensable to his life. It's so essential. It's so at the heart of who Daniel is. He will not surrender that place of prayer. And encourage us. I, again, how do we live in these times of challenge? How do we live in exile? How do we live when the world is going this way, and yet God calls us to live uh, in, a, in a different way, to live counterculture, to see a demonstration of His kingdom. Come here on earth. How do we live? The key is prayer. It always has been. It's true for the early church. They devoted themselves to prayer. You read about Paul. He gave himself to prayer. You read the letters that Paul writes to the churches. They're full of prayer. I pray for you. I pray God would open the eyes of your heart. And and say Jesus himself. He prayed. And that same Holy Spirit that can enable us to live differently is the same Holy Spirit who can help us grow in prayer. We don't know how how to pray. We are all weak in prayer. Prayer is a challenge for us all. There are all sorts of demands and and, there are things that oppose the life of prayer in our lives. We all have them. That the Holy Spirit can help us pray. This is where we, we get the example of Daniel, and, and, we, and we want to follow that. Actually, we want to be those who have a pattern of prayer. We, we have places of prayer. We, 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 we kind of have a regularity to prayer. We know the essential, the priority of prayer. God calls us to be faithful in prayer, and he faces towards Jerusalem, that place that is so full of the promises of God. And that's how Jesus taught us to pray. He said, Lord, let your kingdom come here on earth. That actually our focus now is our Father in heaven. And our focus is the promises and the presence of God. It's important we hear this, that Daniel was faithful in prayer, and he gets caught, praying. He gets caught, and let's just read that last bit of the story. We'll pick up in verse 16. Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. And the king declared to Daniel, may your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and sleep fled from him. Then at the break of day, the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions. And as he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish, And the king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him. And also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him because he had trusted in his God. And the king commanded, and those men who had and the king commanded, and those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions. They, the children, the wives, and before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. And King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion before people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. We'll read that last little bit right at the end. God is faithful. We read about Daniel serving faithfully. We read about that he prayed faithfully. But the big headline is this. God is faithful he's faithful it's the faithfulness of God and we read the story don't we there that the king regretted his decision but even the king somehow cries out to God that God would rescue and an angel from the Lord shut the mouth of the lions God is faithful in the most remarkable of ways God is with us in our time of trouble. Whatever that situation, whatever that circumstance looked like, God is present. God is faithful. He will rescue. And actually what we see in Daniel, the one response was to trust in the one who is faithful. And the reality is that we we won't I'm not expecting any of us will end up in a lion's den. But we can all have our own version. We can all end up in situations that actually difficult things can happen not only despite our faithfulness, but sometimes because of our faithfulness. Trouble. In the world you will have trouble. Jesus said that. Because we are living differently. There will be opposition. Believe that we are in the beginning of days where we will see some persecution. It will come home more and more. And what do we need in those times where there's challenge and there's difficulties? What's our response? It's a trust in the one who is faithful the story throughout all these stories of the men and women of faith throughout the Old Testament, right into the New, he is faithful. He will overcome. God's a God who rescues. And he's done the ultimate act of overcoming. He has silenced the roar of the biggest lion. He did that on the cross. Now, Peter writes that we have an enemy who prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour him. But actually, we've got one who silenced him on the cross. Jesus has overcome. He's victorious. He's faithful. He's overcome. We can trust him. You're going through something difficult, Does it feel that things are just closing in around you? Do you feel that actually some things are out to attack you? So it may not be the lion's stem for us, but, you know, we can live amongst people who can have some very sharp words. It's like words can bite in, words can damage What do we need to know? God is faithful. He's overcome. Let's know this God. Let's see Jesus, our greater Daniel. Let's give ourselves to prayer. Let's be encouraged by that. Recognize our weakness, but let's know the Holy Spirit can help us. Let's never devalue or dismiss the value of just faithful daily serving in the place God's called you to be. You're only in this room a couple of hours every Sunday. You've got a small group as well, and you might meet with some friends. The rest of your life, you're out amongst people. And God is working through you. He calls us to shine. And that will get noticed. Some will get drawn to it. Others might oppose it. But that's what God calls us to in these days. Never dismiss that. Never neglect that. Never think, oh, I only do this. No, no you faithfully serve the greater Daniel. You serve him. But know this, that it all leads to who he is. And we're just going to finish with those final verses that Darius declares, he makes this decree across his whole dominion, And he says this For he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and he rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. That is our king, that is our God. That's the one we worship. He's the same God today as he was in Daniel's day. And we step out as exiles. We look for the promises of God. We look for his presence. We set our faces, as it were, to a heavenly Jerusalem and say, God, would you, would you reveal yourself in our times? But would you strengthen me in all that I'm going through? Would you enable me to serve faithfully? Amen? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oops. Okay. Amen. Okay. Let's stand together, shall we? And let's pray. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Just want to read those words again and pray and then we'll just sing and worship. He is the living God. And he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. He will rescue you. He is our rescuer. He's our great overcomer. He is the one who triumphs over all things. He has silenced the very roaring, uh, the very roar of our enemy, the devil. He stripped his power, made a public display of him on the cross. As our greater Daniel laid down his life for us, but then rose victorious. Lord Jesus, we love you. We worship you. We ask you, would you open the eyes of our hearts? Would you help us to see you more clearly? Lord, would you equip us in our daily lives to follow you? Help us to see the privilege of that. Work through that, Lord, we pray. Pray for those, Lord, who feel Particularly hemmed in or caught or struggling, or almost like there's kind of lion like attacks going on in their lives. God, would you come, strengthen them, encourage them now, let their trust be in you. Let us know your faithfulness, Lord. Come, Lord.